The following podcast has been rated R by the Motion Picture Association of America. It is intended for mature audiences. Parents may wish to consider whether it should be viewed by children under 17. Before we had the internet and computers. And if you don't want my name, is J.V. In Hollywood, it was a transformer, and I got a GoBot. What a dream I was having! It's off script with Jason and Joel! Yeah! Thank you. Hey, Kermit. Yeah. <laughs> waka, waka, waka. Thank you for that, JV Ermit. <laughs> and welcome to Offscript, the only podcast with two, count them, two douchebags at the helm. He's the Jason. I got it this time. Yay, I got it. Yay. And I'm. Joel, and did I hear a duck? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. yeah. Aflac. Not a sponsor. You... Not a sponsor, just so we're clear. Woods somewhere? No. No, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like on your end, I, on my left channel, which is where you are, you're always in my left side, the side of the devil. <laughs> I'm in your left ear. Yes. And I like swear to God, I heard like a duck. With a problem. Yep. <laughs> in my ear. What? An ear problem. <laughs> so, yes, welcome to Offscript. Jason, do you want to tell the folks who, who may be new to Offscript since, you know, we are new ourselves? So we're brand new. Yeah. Yeah. We're brand new. We're, uh, you know, we decided to give this whole interwebs thing yeah. a try. Yeah. Uh, you know, you and I being, uh, librarians and by uh, day and, by, and use... by night, really. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I sleep there sometimes and I, uh, break out my quill and inkwell and, uh, take notes in my journal. Weird. Cause uh, I just take my pants off and, uh, slap my junk on the books and just think to myself, ha those kids are going to have to touch it tomorrow. <laughs> and, some might think that's inappropriate. I sorry. Oh, you're you're in the back room of the library, so you know whatever. Um, yeah. So for those of you who are new to the show, because all of you pretty much should be, uh, welcome to episode two. Uh, we, uh, Joel and I, have been podcasting for the better part of I don't know two years and ish. Um, but we decided to start a new show, and off script is our new venture, which features information about. What we think of movies, either current or past, uh, TV, pop culture, pretty much anything goes, and um, all kinds of shenanigans. Yes, yes, in, yes indeed. That's the way to put it. <laughs> the, the shenanigans is the word du jour. Word Actually, du, jour. Du, du jour might be the word du jour. I'm not even sure. I will uh, say. Word the day. And, and if you're not used to us, God help you. We also do the <laughs> Forgotten Flicks podcast, which is on a temporary hiatus. Yes, you heard that right. Mr. Very temporary. Mr. Batchel-Dale. You heard that Very right. Very temporary. It will return. And that, of course, is our, it's more movie-focused, which, of course, this podcast is too. But that one is, usually we review one movie, and we never go on any tangents. It's always very focused. It is. It's, it's very centralized. On task. You know, we, we just talk about the movie that yeah. we've got on our list. We and never really go off. We don't go off script, actually, no. for that one. No, we don't. We stay... Uh, yeah. on yeah. that damn script. Right. That's, that's mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yes. No, but the biggest difference between Forgotten Flicks, uh, the other show that we do in this one, is that generally Forgotten Flicks, we talk about a single movie, um, and we talk about our reviews of that movie, sort of our nostalgia, what we thought about it back then, what we think now, um, how we compare those. And it's generally something from late 70s, early 90s, 
totally forgotten like Die Hard and <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day Gremlins. Off. And Who remembers Gremlins? I mean, really. You know, Star Wars. Who remembers that? I mean, really. We're really digging here. We uh, we are. We put the alt in cult film. I thought you put the C in cult, but do, do whatever. Um, so, yeah, that that show we pretty much focus on films of our youths, our youths. Yeah, our youths. Yeah. What? What's a ute? <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Yana. The youths. <laughs> My yes. cousin Vinny. Now that is, I would say it's forgotten, forgotten, but that's a. Uh... No, but our argument on that show is definitely that it's it's films that are not in the center spotlight of pop culture. You know, so... F that, F that, we can cover My Cousin Vinny right here. No, 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 save it. Damn save it. it. Put it on our list because, as you mentioned, we're not giving up Forgotten Flicks. So the difference <sighs> is, generally, we cover all aspects of film in this show. And uh, more specifically, we cover things like trailers and movie rumors and uh, what's come up and what's happening with stars. Yeah. Um, I really couldn't give a shit less about the stars, but I will say. <laughs> well, OK, let's say directors, special effects. Yeah, masters, okay, that's better. OK, we're now in my ballpark. Uh, cinematographers, DPs, um, and maybe even have some of those folks on. What about what, the occasional grip? Best boy. You know what? I gaffer. swear to God, before we are done with this show, yeah. You know who I want to have on? Um, I want. I don't know. A best boy grip. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You, I can't wait, tell wait, Jason, you how long Jason, I've Jason, watched hold on. films. Jason, Jason, when I put together the new promo, can you please say the words "I want a best boy grip" one more time for me? I want a best boy grip. Perfect. Can it? It's a wrap. <laughs> I can't tell you how who long. Who doesn't, Jay? I've all those years in prison, and you know you miss it sometimes. <laughs> because I actually I've watched films. You get to that that end of the movie, and you're watching the the credits roll by, and you think, "Best boy grip." What the hell is that? And is it really? Is, yeah. How cool is it to be called a best boy? And what if a best boy is a girl? Hmm. So hopefully she right? has a good grip. And and what if they don't have a good grip? Then things fall. Yeah, well, we're going to have to get some of those folks on. So anyway, we'll have all kinds of folks on here uh, on the show. But then we've also got a couple of preemptive bits uh, that we've prepared. Preemptive, for, that's for, a good word. <laughs> preemptive. Kind of like re preemptive uh, war. Our, our bits are preemptive. Weapons of mass delusion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, WMDs. Weapons of mass douchebaggery. That is really good. That's actually very appropriate. <laughs> and of course, we get to talk about one of my, it, well, I think it's both of our favorite things in, in line with what you were saying, which is this idea of what might be. Yes. Know, oh, they're the, the, the rumor is they're making such and such, and let's discuss what what might be. I, I really like the prognostication aspect, sort Just, of the pick a horse. You know, actually, we should, we should start like a betting pool. Like there was a show I liked that was on uh, the Twit Network this week in tech. Uh, I'm not sure if it's still on there or not. And the name is escaping me at the moment, but they always do pop culture type things. And they used to have a betting pool for the summer movies. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they were betting for reals. <laughs> you mean like real money? Like, yeah. Ah, no. Um, well, we can bet real like dust bunnies because I got a million of those. Okay. But I don't have a million of money, so. All right, all right. <laughs> but no, I, I like that. And one of the things that we talked about when we came to this, uh, the conclusion for doing this show, was that we had a lot of discussions outside of the realm of older movies, especially as it came to things like what could be. Because mm -hmm. 
we're in an era where remakes abound, right? And I think there are what? Three movie studios left. I thought you could right? say there, there were three movies coming out that weren't remakes. <laughs> oh no, there's. I don't think there's any. Oh, there's a lot more. Well, it depends on what you mean by movie studio, because production companies, you know, they come, they go, they're all over. You know, really, okay, studios today are more distribution. Okay, let's say let's say three studios who have national and international distribution. Well, you got Warner Brothers, 20th Century Fox, you've now, got was, uh, Disney. Right. Huh? Universal. That was sarcasm. Oh, okay. I wasn't done. The idea that there are so many uh, production companies that are now conglomerating and oh, I get you. Uh, okay, yeah, and, and I see- get it now. <laughs> uh. Um, no, but the idea that there's so many remakes now, mm-hmm. we also talk about you know just personally, we talk about things like what else would we like to see remake or what uh, films might be coming up and things like that. So it's cool to be able to add that into our discussion. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would concur. So Jay, do you have any pressing <laughs> issues? What's on your mind, my friend? What do you, well, interesting that you should ask. Cause I was just thinking, I wish somebody would ask me what I was thinking about with regards to film. Um, oh no, I wasn't <laughs> talking about film. I was talking about that itch, that rash thing. Um, it's good. It's only on the left side now. The cream mm. is working. But, Excellent. Mm, when I go to bed, that dog just... Okay, back wow. to film. So, <laughs> so I did have a bit of movie news that I wanted to talk a little bit about. You know, nothing major or groundbreaking, but something that tickled my fancy, a la cream. Um, <laughs> <laughs> something I wanted to at least bring up and talk about with you a little bit is... Um, as you know, I'm a big fan of Jurassic Park. Um, I read the books, both Jurassic Park and uh, Lost World, and I was a Michael Crichton fan. I love his writing work. So when when the movie came out, I was incredibly excited. I saw it. It's still to this day the movie I've seen the most times in a theater that I paid full price uh-huh, to see. Uh-huh. I actually paid full evening price uh-huh. to see Jurassic Park. Seven times. Now I know you. What, 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 no, Jason. That that, no way, Jason. That's an impressive record. I know you've beaten that. No, no, Jason. <laughs> with the leather I, no, hose. it's not the fact that I beat that with my second highest in the theater movie T2, <laughs> which I saw eleven times in the theater. No, uh, no, but that's an impressive number, Jay. Now listen, if I had <laughs> the money, no, I would have it's, probably it's seen okay. more. Okay, it's. <laughs> It's not the size of the wand. It's the magic in it, my friend. So let me just tell you, seven (laughs) is plenty. It is. It is plenty. Um, Now, this is one of those cases when I saw the original Jurassic Park back in 93 that. God, you're old. I know. Dude, you were like 20. Shut up. No, I was in high school. I was a senior. (laughs) I was in college several years removed. So. Um, this is one of those, when we talked a lot about the fact that when a book, a very successful book or a very good book is made into a film, there are just scads of people that come out of the woodwork who say, oh my God, it's not as good as the book. And, oh, they did this and, oh, they did that. And so it's always very, uh, um, controversial when they make a great book into a film. This was one of those, I actually loved this movie. I loved everything they did in the movie. But it was very different than the original book. 
but that didn't make it any less of an awesome movie to me. I mean, to me, the book was different, but the movie was still fantastic. Mm -hmm. So I think when that argument comes up that sometimes a movie just doesn't live up to the book, I don't, I don't think that that necessarily means that it didn't mirror the book. I think that sometimes the book can just have an amazing impact and the movie just doesn't. In this case, to me, both really had a great impact. Can I tell you my, my I, I know this is going to be a shock for you, dude. Can I tell you my opinion on the, sure. the movie's not as good as a book? book. Movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's my opinion. It's a bullshit argument. It's a confusion of mediums. And by that, I mean this. A book is cerebral. A book is internal. A book allows you to literally get into the mind of a character and almost metaphorically, unless you're Buffalo Bill, wear their skin. Okay. So, <laughs> so my point is a book is a totally altogether different experience than a movie. A movie is action. It's quite frankly, it's, it's all visual. It's very surface unless you have a narration, which by the way, the vast majority of decent screenwriting books and teachers will tell you is a lazy ass construct for screenwriting because it's basically somebody trying to do the novelist approach to get you in the character's head and, and to fill in gaps when you aren't, you know, t showing your story, you're telling it. And, and I, I guess I, the point I'm trying to make is that I think when people make that comparison, really what they're leaving out of the equation is if they really loved a book, they connect with a book quite frankly, on a deeper level. Like if you find a book and you love it, I think you connect with it deeper than you could can with a movie because a movie, if you think about it, even a long movie, it's like three hours, a book, how long does it take you to read a book? Unless you're no, I, no, now listen, I don't disagree with that. I don't, I don't, I, I don't think that they're oh, yes, exactly you do. I can hear it coming. Kiss my ass. No, <laughs> no. But I think that at the core, what I look at when I read a book yeah. and I've read a lot of books. When I was a kid, if I wasn't watching a movie, I was in a book. There was no partying for me. There was no going to friends' houses. It was <laughs> it was just my books and my movies. Well, if no. that's true of you and you went and saw Jurassic Park seven times, how do we excuse <laughs> me? So... No, but I mean, I agree that they're completely different mediums. So it's it's not an equal, equal comparison. But both mediums tell a story. Yes, now, that's true. You'll agree with me on this. There are movies that tell great stories. Mm -hmm. Correct? Yep. There are movies that suck ass at storytelling. Yep. Okay. The same thing is true of books. There are books yep. that are great storytelling books and books that just don't play out. I think the biggest problem I have with the movies, most of the movies that I've seen that have been translated from books is that they completely fall short of the storytelling aspect. You now, know what, no, dude, do you, you know what it is? I know what it is. I'm going to totally cut you off. <laughs> tell your own <laughs> what? thought. Tell me. No. For God's sake, tell me. No, I, I think it's because we go in. When, again, the movie, the book, you read it, you you loved it, and you you created the movie already in your head. You know what those characters look like. You know how those characters should act in your head. Now, keep in mind, by the way, the way they act and look in your head is not even how they acted and looked in the author's head. No, and it's not even how they act and lo uh, looked in the next reader's head because there's so much ambiguity to it. I, I get you, that. But you go say so when you go to a movie, it's gonna. That's the reason why. How many people do you ever no. hear that loved the book come out of the movie going, "Oh, it was so much better than the book." You never hear that. No, but I don't. That's not the. That, what I'm trying to get at is, I think that a lot of times when there is a great book, 
Mm-hmm. I think the filmmakers are fucking lazy mm. because they think, hey, somebody else has already written a fantastic story. All I have to do is kind of adapt the visuals and I got it. I no. think there are. I, th- I think that. Well, I think that's a generalization. I don't think it is a generalization. But I don't think. I think there are lazy filmmakers, and those are the ones that just make crap movies anyway. No, I, no, but 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 when it but when I, this here's my point with Jurassic Park. But okay. but, 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 yep. but but here's your point. Your here's point. My point. <laughs> your, I have one. I was going to tell you your point for a change. Okay. You tell me my point. No, my point with this is Jurassic Park of the film mm-hmm. told a slightly different story mm-hmm. than the book did. Slightly. But it had the same direction, and it was still very engaging and very exciting, as was the book. So I'm not comparing them on equal levels because the book had so much more information. And literally, you can make three films out of one book, almost any good novel. You can make multiple films out of it because there's so much going on. But this is a movie that felt to me like it actually played on equal terms with the quality of the book. Now, I'm not saying that no book adaptations in the film are are good. I'm just saying this is one of those that I felt it was very different than the book, but still held up incredibly well. Does that – can you at least accept that? Because you read the, the book, right? Yes, I did. A long time ago, but yes, I did read it. Sure, but did you like the book? Yes. Did you like the movie? Yeah, no. So, so that's what I mean is that, well, here's, but here's, here's the point I'd like to make and just let the cat out of the bag. Um, I saw Jurassic Park 19 times at the theater and that's not an exaggeration. In fact, I'm proud to say that when I go see it here on the 20th anniversary, it will be my 20th time seeing it in a movie theater. Are you going to see it Loser. What? Are you going to see it in 3D? I don't think I have an option. Do I? When is it playing? It's in April, right? Yeah. I, yeah, th- I think it's three. I am too, but I'm saying if it's, if it's a 2D, I'll see it 2D. Cause I think the 3D. No, no, thing I want to see it 3D. You no, do? I want to see it. You want to see yes, a, a I, movie that's been retro fit for 3D for one scene. It's only I been th- it, it's been what what scene the, the Velociraptor one? No, I want to see for the money shot when they pull up in the jeeps uh-huh. on the island for the first time in the Brachiosaur. And, yes, and it's the big scene in the, the Dude, Brachiosaur. But that's kind not of even a 3D down. scene. How's that a 3D scene? No, with with all the dinosaurs in the background, the one where it's That's like this the, long ass shot of them at the the water's edge. It's not even like a it, like to me. If you're gonna three D is about like really immersing you theoretically in the in this experience. So like the Velociraptors running at you and you know that kind of thing makes more sense for. But just seeing kind of this, I don't know. You really think that's gonna be that impressive? Well, I mean that and the. Um, T-Rex scenes with the rain. Okay, the T-Rex scenes will probably, it may be, assuming it doesn't look like, we'll see. I, I don't I don't hold, hold out hope for 3D in general when oh. it comes to, in general, but let alone retrofitting way. movies. Let's just put it this way. You and I dumbasses have seen this movie enough times on the big screen, normal format. that we did not have a life at all in high school. But, hey, it'd be kind of nice to see it in a different format for a change. No, so. there's that. So, so no, I, I would say... My point is... Okay, you made your point, dude. You made your damn point. We we heard it. your point. No. Okay. I was going no. to say, I think you have to first define story. Because the difference between story and plot, and the, there's obviously differences in the way the plot unfolds in the book versus in the movie. And those are the the beats, the, okay, does this character die or does this character live? Do they go to this part of the island or do they go to that? That's just the is plot. Is that plot or story? That's plot. Okay. Story is a little more nebulous than that. Okay. Story, oh. story is, the story is almost the pitch. You could say, you know, uh, 
Okay. They, they clone dinosaurs. You know, it's you. a story of you know dinosaurs have been cloned. That the, there's a hurricane that comes to the island. This group of people must survive the night to escape or no. you know, risk being eaten. Blah blah blah. That's the no, story. No. And then you can get into the themes and blah and all the crap that's underneath that. I'm so saying here's the problem. yes. Go no, ahead. Here's the problem because I think what happens is when a movie is translated from a book, mm -hmm. I think what they try and do, and I can't speak for every director, and I'm not saying this is every single time. I'm saying the major ones, and let's even narrow that down to the major ones I've seen in my lifetime, which, you know, I've seen a lot of movies, but that doesn't mean it's every one. I think what happens is they try and include the things that were the big points in a, the book. Of course they right? do. So Ooh. they find, and listen, yeah. they, they try and pick out those major elements, uh -huh. and then they try and paint between those dots because you have a two to three yes. hour yeah. canvas, yeah. and you have to fit those major plot things in because if you don't, uh -huh. then you're going to get an outcry. Yep. And you don't want an outcry. Oh, you no, no. You're going to get just a, enough. Here's the thing. Unless they're a moron and have never been to the rodeo, there is no filmmaker on the planet that adapts, especially a popular book. There is not a single one of those people that goes into that expecting to oh if i do this series of things i won't get an outcry like they know they're no, going to get well, a backlash no, no matter what mitigate, they do no you're trying to mitigate the amount of i don't know i'll be honest i don't think they think that way i do not i don't believe that for a second i don't think any of them approaches it from because most of them approach it theoretically as and quote fingers are back artists Okay, which some are, some are not. And <laughs> right. some are just, you know, very good craftspeople, but they're not necessarily artists, okay? But <laughs> but that being said, I think as an artist, you can't approach your art from the perspective of, oh God, we've got damage control. <laughs> what no, but... seeds do we include to not piss every geek off? Who loved okay. the book about the dumbass wizard? What do <laughs> what I'm trying to say? And look how long those were because they try to shove everything in, or like the Lord of the Rings or like the Hobbit. They shove everything in the kitchen sink in. And I think what I'm trying to get at is you. That's why it's a. That goes back to my original argument. They're two so totally a, different mediums. No, but but here's the problem. It's okay. I'm gonna approach this from just a viewer. All right. Okay. I'm not an insider. I'm not a director. I have not directed a film. I have executive produced, and I actually have screenplays. If you're interested, please email it at jason at offscript.com. Um, but <laughs> I really don't have a screenplay. But a if you did email him, he would have one within the hour. Within, I'd say, 45 minutes. Um, so, no, as a viewer, what I see in a lot of these cases are these major points of the story and a very poor execution of transitioning between those major points okay and i that okay let's let's address that i agree with and, you but that's an execution problem okay that doesn't address the issue part. but that doesn't address the issue of when it's done like say a movie is actually good like okay a good case in point would be let me think off the top of my head okay and i've always intended to read the book but i never have silence silence of the lambs by okay. most people's standards a fantastic thriller. It's an Academy Award winning best picture, mm -hmm. actress, <laughs> actor, et cetera, et cetera. Great movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fantastic movie. I am sure there were people that read the book, loved the book, and hated the movie, regardless of how good it was. Yeah, but you're never going to eliminate those no, people. No, no, but I'm saying I'm sure it was a, of people who truly loved the book, it might have been a substantial part. Now, there might have been people that came out and said, okay, it did it, it was, it, it did it, um, What's the word I'm looking for here? 
smoothly. No, it's not justice. <laughs> well, I guess yeah, I did, did it justice. justice. Yeah, I did it justice. Was, That's the expression. Yeah, I'm like, did it justice. yeah, I did it justice. They might say, but they'll never be like, but it's better than the book. No, no. one. And the reason why no one says that, and I come back to this point, because we come into a movie that we from when you come from the book perspective. I read the book, loved the book. Now I'm going to see the movie, not the other way around. Never mm-hmm. happens the other way around, I might add. No one loved the movie, reads the book, it goes, oh, the book is such an effing letdown. Oh, my God. No, generally, they'll be like, oh, no, it's either, well. Oh, no, nobody says that because if a movie well, comes out they about don't a do that, that but... sucks ass, then. No, no, no. <laughs> if no they love the, the movie, book. if they love the movie. Okay, they... I'll give you one. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Princess Bride. Okay. The movie was way better than the book. I haven't read the book, so I really couldn't speak to it. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, yes. Have you read Peter Benchley's Jaws? A uh, lengthy time ago, yes. Okay, I think I'm not saying either one are bad. I'm saying I like the movie better than the book. Yes, but and I would and I would oh, agree with that. Oh, yeah, no. Okay. So Don't you, give me a butt. So, so so wait, wait. So you basically argue are arguing the exception that proves the rule. Because I no, can find no, a gajillion no. more examples of people No, you I'm not saying it's the it's the rule. Yeah. You said well, first nobody time, ever wait, said, no, now wait, okay. <laughs> Making a great movie off of a mediocre book is not what we're talking about here. I'm talking about a book that someone loves and then they make and then there's a a good movie, not a crap movie that's made, but a, a movie that for the most part, and look, this is totally subjective. Obviously, people, there's great movies that people hate and vice versa. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, Jason yeah, would know. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, I don't care what you say. Most pe- and actually, there are people bus? that argue Jurassic Park is a subpar book. OK, I'll give you another one. Um, uh, That Dan Brown thing, the not Angels and Demons, because oh, um, that, that movie's god. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. The Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code, yeah, the Da Vinci yes. Code. Most people that love reading will say it's a really great story that's poorly told, <laughs> meaning that he's a great storyteller, but he's not a great writer. It's sort of like the whole Twilight thing, right? People love to yeah. get all, you know, oh, Stephanie Meyer's a horrible writer. Yeah, you're just jealous because she's made a gajillion dollars. Shut up. The point, <laughs> and, and I don't like Twilight, but uh, you give the girl her due. And the fact is she told a story that connected with people. So it's so it's a, it's probably a subpar book. But, it, okay, they made these relatively, I guess, again, haven't seen them, but entertaining movies based on them. But I'm sure there are plenty of people that love the books, that okay. hated the movies. First of all, yes, um, I agree with you on the fact that the books are a fantastic seller, and I give her all credit. I do not knock any writer, because anyone it takes balls, that publishes folks. a book, it takes balls. It takes, it takes balls, and it's a whole lot of effort. And yeah. for you to actually have a book that's a bestseller yeah. of any kind, I don't care if you read a book and say, oh, my God, that's freaking garbage. Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't care what you say. The fact that someone gets to a level of achievement that a book has reached that, that's goddamn hard. Yep. So I give writers a shit ton of credit, especially since I have written not a novel. On not a, a bathroom I, wall. Uh, no. It's not a wall. If it's a stall thing, it's okay, not considered it's a, a divider. Whatevs. <laughs> but having written some things, I know how difficult it is, and I give writers a lot of do. So if you've published a book and it's been any level of success, mad props. Especially, you know, one of our listeners, a good friend of the show, Dayton Ward, is a fantastic writer of Star Trek novels. Yeah, that it to me. Oh, and is our buddy does. 
from the found footage uh, Doug, podcast. That's yep, right. Yep. Doug's written a couple of books on um, on like 80s video game stuff. So that's huge to me, and that's big. So I'm not taking away from any writer. I'm just trying to say that there are some movies that – or some directors and producers, because I know it's not just a director – and the screenwriter. I would actually actually argue it's more at the producer screenwriter level, Mo- unless you're okay. Spielberg, most director, yeah, or Cameron, or something true. like that. Directors are I'll not getting that. involved so let's that say early producer on. Producer screenwriter, yeah, who do a good job of translating uh-huh. or at least making a good movie out of the concept <sighs> that comes from the book. That's the word. That's, Very few. You, know, you hit the word, dude. That's the that's the issue. The issue. It's. What you shouldn't be complaining when people complain, what they're really complaining about is a bad translation because it's yes. literally like two yes. different languages. Absolutely. They're supposed to, they're both, to just it. like language. So, if you're speaking Japanese and I'm speaking American, uh, the reality is we're both, maybe we're saying the exact same thing. We're just doing it in a totally different way. So you've got two storytelling mediums, but they do it in a totally different way. And the problem is people, I think, bring baggage from one into the other. And no, that I, shades no. maybe uh, 50, uh, uh, no, I don't 50 think shades it's, I don't of think gray, it's the, they, opinion. It's two separate mediums. I think you exactly said it right. It's a piss poor translation. No, they are two separate mediums. That, that, that I'm they going... are. I know, but I think the what I'm talking about of whether or not something is a good translation or not. That's what I'm talking about. Can is a movie? Can a movie be a good translation of a book? Okay, and that's can, a, I got a better question. Does it need to be? Of... Does it need to be? Why does it need to be a good translation of the book? If it tells a great story, not an exact. And it's... Not an exact. I didn't say it needs to be the I never, exact I didn't same. Say, I didn't say exact either. I didn't say exact. I said why does it need to be why does it need to be anything i guess what i'm saying is why does it need to be a quote-unquote like a proper translation or a good translation why why versus okay if i have a painting of a bowl of fruit and then this and then i have over here a sculpture that someone created of the same bowl of fruit am i gonna go damn it all damn it all that painting is nothing like the sculpture I loved that sculpture of that bowl of fruit. And then I see the painting. I'm like, what the hell? This was okay. all about money. Okay. But using that same analogy. Sure. Let's say. All right. Let's are, are say. Are you going to use my analogy against me? I am. I'm going I'm to whip you with it like a rubber hose. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> like, Put the ball gag in and be prepared. Let's say it's a painting by Monet. Let's say it's the painting by Monet that's mm-hmm. the riverside scene, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you are trying to create mm-hmm. a 3D sculpture of that same scene, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. It does not have to have the same brushstrokes. Nope. It does not have to be an impressionist sculpture. But if that sculpture is shitty and it does not look good at all, but you say, hey— it's Monet. No, but the sculpture's not Monet. Uh, but it's a copy it's insp- of Monet. It's no, I didn't say it was a copy. Ah, I didn't say it was a copy. And I, here's a key. I wouldn't look at that sculpture expecting to see a Monet. For the same reason why I wouldn't go see... I, no, I'm but the to way find that that sculpture would be... Sucks. Be- <laughs> 
<laughs> but the way that that sculpture would be advertised would be, hey, we've got a series of sculpture based on Monet. And people would say, no, I like Monet. Say, they would, they would say, they would say to- we have a series of sculptures inspired by the work of Monet. And then but it would I'm- be this foo-foo cheese and wine fest with a bunch of people talking like this. And they would be going, oh, my God, do you see the, the way the line? And you'd look at it, it would be a glob of, I don't know. Monet. You, you it would look like an, an elephant took a white Monet. dump in the middle of the pedestal. And you'd be going, what the hell? And they would all go, oh, oh, do you see the way they, they they mull about the scene? It's like they're actually moving within the sculpture. And then you'd be like, dude, it's it looks like he took a, a, a chisel and a hammer and hit it once. And now, after this, we must talk about the Cyprian economy, because that is so important right now. <laughs> My point being, they're two different mediums, and I wouldn't. That's the key. It's expectation. I, it's translation okay. and expectation. Those are our words today, kids. Translation okay, and expectation. Ask, the thing I was actually going to talk about was. <laughs> I love that I so pulled you off course for thirty minutes. <laughs> you suck. Ah, I, winner. <laughs> the thing I was going to talk about was yeah. the fact that Jurassic Park Four. Yes. Yes. Oh, that, yeah. Uh, just they just announced the director of Jurassic Park 4. Yes, um, they did. That's what I was actually going to mention. Yep. <laughs> and I was so afraid that if we talked about this before now, we would blow our wad of talking about Jurassic Park. Told and... <laughs> you. <laughs> so I'll just say this quickly then. Yep. Um, uh, Spielberg announced the director of Jurassic Park 4. There are no real um plot lines that have been no, released and, and it, uh, it was toby hooper um the same guy who did poltergeist and his immediate statement afterwards was yes i will in fact be the director and no steven didn't really direct it <laughs> <laughs> no asshat it's <laughs> it is colin trevorow now if you haven't heard that name you're probably like the rest of us, but uh, he's only done a like five. He's only directed like five movies. I'm not saying any of them are bad. I'm just saying he hasn't. No, directed by the way, can we, should we then get into the whole tirade about sucks, bad, all those sort of very well, simplistic no, no. criticisms? Okay, say, because I would I, argue it's all subjective, Mister Siffy. No, 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 no. It all relates to what I think is good or bad. All else is fallacy. <laughs> say it with me. All else is fallacy. Is phallic what? <laughs> so, no. So I'll say he hasn't done anything that has been uh, a major release in a lot of theaters. Safety, or... uh, safety not guaranteed is probably his biggest one, right? So for... Correct. Yes, yeah. and that's his most recent. And he's done some other it's things. It's in my and Netflix they... queue. It's at, towards the top. I'll see it eventually. I swear. <laughs> I do want to see it, and actually, I'm <laughs> I'm excited about the fact that they're pulling in a a relatively new director that doesn't have mm-hmm. anything, uh, uh, you know that has stylistically he's got tied to him or yep. this is something that he can do. This is arguably his biggest budget film. Are he's you, ever. Did you really start that off with this is arguably? Yes. No uh, shit. <laughs> I don't know what the budget that, is. That's like saying some, wait, wait, that's like saying some guy goes from working as a clerk at the <laughs> quickie mart to being, I don't know, CEO of a fortune 500 company. It's it, this is arguably arguably the hey, biggest career leap I don't in this know. guy's life. <laughs> I, I don't know if the budget for Jurassic mm. Park Four will exceed safety. Will not ex- guaranteed. Will exceed 
three quarters of a million dollars. I, I, I really hate going out on limbs, Jay. You know that. I'm going to say <laughs> yes <laughs> by about a thousand percent. You think it's going to top a million? I'm not quite sure of that. Um, if you can add four zeros <laughs> at the end of a million, <laughs> then possibly. So anyway, yeah. let's say that he is a director who hasn't done any major, any big budget films. Yes, that's probably a better way to say it. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, which kind of excites me, like like I said. So I I think that for the fact that this film has no book equivalent because um, uh, Michael Crichton only wrote Jurassic Park and Lost World, which yes. really were kind of scattered across the three previous movies, but were relatively concluded. Um, this goes into completely new territory. So this could go in any number of directions, which is kind of exciting for me. Well, as long as it's exciting for you, it's exciting for the rest of us. I I think we can all agree with that. Now, it's interesting you bring that up, and it's a good segue, because a movie I've been wanting to talk to you for quite some time now, and I actually... What's what's that? I held back, and it was hard, because I I wanted your... Because if you didn't know about it, I wanted your genuine reaction to be on the podcast. What's that? What was hard? Nothing. Um, okay. Yes. <laughs> the alligator. <laughs> uh huh. So, what I want to talk to you about is, and I'm really curious to hear your reaction because if it goes, I don't know. You're you're a hard one to read when it comes to this kind of thing. I'm gonna hold it down here and see. But depending on your reaction, part of me All is right. hoping it goes one way because then I get to laugh at you. So is this a remake? Y- yes. Tech. Well, it's probably yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I guess actually it would be probably. It's more, I could call it a reboot. Whatever. Okay. Okay. Godzilla. Really? No, wait. What is your initial reaction when I said you didn't know about this? No. That makes me so happy because when I tell you the rest of it, you're going to shit your pants. Go ahead. Let me clarify. Yes. They are making Mm -hmm. a new Godzilla movie. Big one. Really? Big budget? Yep. Okay. I have one question. Yep. Will Matthew Broder? No. Dean Um, Devlin, Roland Emmerich have nothing to do with it? My first response would be, I'm incredibly excited. Okay. Um, I would, I will absolutely, if there is a really, like a brand new Godzilla movie that's coming out with any kind of budget, any kind of, and you know, even if it doesn't have a major budget, I will see it in theaters. One could argue that from a purist Godzilla kaiju kind of mentality, a lower budget might be in its favor. It might. But it might. And, and I, I don't think it's going to be, it's not going to be Jurassic Park big budget. I don't think it's, no, it's no, not going to no. be like that 98 POS that came out. No, no, it's not and I'm be okay that. with that. Yeah. I would actually, now if, if you're being truthful with me and mm-hmm. you're not just yanking my chain, it here, ain't April 1st yet, buddy. Right. If you're not yanking my chain, nope, this is 100%. I would save my precious theater money, which you know, I don't go to the actual theater very often. Yes. I would save my precious theater money. Yep. To see this before the next Avengers movie. Wow. Well, considering yeah. you didn't see the last Avengers movie in the theater, that's really not strange. No, but I loved it. I know. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say something like the next Star Wars movie. And no, I, I am say, you're full of theaters, crap. That's mainly, I am going to see that, but that's. God, we're such, we're just, we're such bitches about that, aren't we? You what? <laughs> I'm seeing it because my wife says we have to. Yeah. What, the next Star Wars movie? Star Trek. Oh, Star Trek. I, I said Star Wars. Now, oh, I know you said Star Wars. Did you I said, just, did you just cross? Track. Did you just cross the stars? I did not. And Star Wars. Yes. Is auto, automatically. Yep. On my theater list because Lucas has nothing to do with it. Five of kids. Four to five of my kids agree they want to see it in the theater. 
Well, that combined with the fact that Lucas has nothing to do with it. No, Godzilla, <laughs> dude, just- let me explain something. Now, you know, now, I like, I have my, you know what's weird about our, our cinematic relationship? I love to knock you for your Siffy movies, but the reality is some of my favorite movies, I'm sure, I, I think you might be able to argue fall outside the mainstream. Yeah, but Nick. Yeah, you're you're one that pokes fun at my movies, yes. but yours are no better. But, but yeah, but no, oh no, mine are better made. I think that's the difference. Mine are like the quirky B movie takes, but they're actually like good people with actual I don't know <laughs> talent. <laughs> you, okay, we're going back into opinions again here, okay. right? Um, Bubba Hotep <laughs> versus Piranha Nutsack or whatever the hell that. You have- seen my damn movies how can you even judge them until you watch to. them i don't need to know a turd okay, tastes told, bad uh, by tasting no, listen. it if you told me I about take a, a whiff and i'm like oh my god does that have corn in it oh oh yeah that's gonna taste bad i don't need to put that shit in my mouth because yes. it's gonna taste like shit <laughs> if you've told me about a goddamn movie that's it would start an elvis impersonator yes who's Wait, no, 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 not an Elvis impersonator. It is a 70 something year old Elvis who replaced an Elvis impersonator. Right. So he could get out of limelight living in an old folks home in East Texas. Keep going. Fighting a soul sucking mummy who I might add sucks souls out of the old folks. Assholes. And And he partners up with the great, late, great, God bless him, Austin Davis, who plays a black JFK. And together they fight, I might add, a kick-ass, kick-ass mummy special effects creation directed by the great Don Coscarelli of Phantasm and Beastmaster fame. And had I not seen the film, that description by one of my favorite authors of all time, Joe R. Lansdale, the Mucho Mojo storyteller himself. That that movie description sounds re goddamn ridiculous. Except so, you've seen oh, it and you know it's awesome. So, ooh, which y'all. is the difference between you and I? Yeah, because I've seen the stupid ass movies that you like. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. Except then you come around and go, "Oh, that movie's great." And here's the thing: I will put money on the table. I will watch your damn movie, Jay. That's a promise. You can throw down the gauntlet at some point here. <laughs> I will watch your damn movie, <laughs> and if I like it, I'll be honest with you. But uh, if it's no, the won't. floating turd that I know it's going to no, be, that after I get all that turd in my mouth, I'm French kissing you. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> you won't be honest because you've built up so much negativity. Yes, you I won't will. be honest. So, in other words, now you're now you're laying this whole thing out to where even if I actually do hate it and I'm honest <laughs> about my hate of it, then it's going to be like, see, told you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll give it a chance. Now, here's the thing: I I've seen the trailers. Wisely. I've seen the trailers. So I know, and here's the other thing, dude, and in all fairness, there's something I've never really kind of let out of the closet. I'm, I'm in a closet. I'm going to let this out of the closet. Okay. Back in the day when I had cable and no, I'm not so poor. I can't afford cable. I just don't watch it anymore. I would do marathons of those more nature run amok sci-fi movies, the early, like the ones from the nineties, like shark yeah. attack. And, uh, they had the, uh, the kind of like the Lake Placid knockoffs. I love, I loved those. I yeah. love like more of a, like it's nature run amok. Maybe we just amped up just a hair, just a little bit. Yeah. Those I loved, but right. I think what it is, it's, and we've gotten this before the, it's the level of stupid in the current crop that bugs me. Now I'll say this. Like the other ones were at least kind of trying to be serious. I mean, most of the time they were horrible, but they were trying. There was an attempt. 
Now, but I'm not saying that all of them are good. I will give you <laughs> plenty of them are bad, but there are some that are just gems that are, that are good. It's good in the, in the are crazy, funny way that troll. Okay. Okay. That's that ooh, troll too. Probably more would be even, even more accurate. No, I really troll. Wait, troll one is the one with the little blonde girl. Yes. And, um, yes. Bon, uh, uh, Sonny Bono, Bono and uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, yeah. Yes, where she's the nymph. Yes, and John yeah. Carl Beekler, I believe, directed it. That's the it. first yeah. one, right? Yep. Okay, that was pretty decent. Yeah, it was. Right? I mean, yeah, but again, that was a movie that was trying to be serious and maybe didn't pull it off perfectly, but the second one also was trying to be serious and didn't pull it off at all. <laughs> but see, I guess that's what it is. The sci-fi, the current crop of sci-fi movies, they're trying to be Troll 2 on purpose. Okay. See what I'm saying? Versus yeah. Troll 2 just happens as a happy accident. That feels yeah. more sincere to me. You get know what I mean? It's okay. a sincerity thing. No, but I I still enjoy Troll 1. I think it's a good, I'd say it's a good cheesy movie. Yeah. But my point is some of these sci-fi movies, some of these Siffy movies are actually good in that way. Okay. And Eventually I will see them. I, I will make you love one of those movies. I kind of so want to see the big, I kind of want to see the Bigfoot one. That that one, after your description <laughs> With, of that, um, uh, Danny Bonaducci yeah. and yeah. Greg Brady. Yes, that that one I probably would actually enjoy. <laughs> uh, no, that was kind of cruddy. I, that, um, and the irony is, I probably will enjoy it. So, you <laughs> but yes, I want to before I want to wrap up real quick with the Godzilla thing. It's directed by. It's going to be directed by Gareth Edwards, who has only done one other movie. He did a movie called Monsters for about half a million dollars. It's an indie movie. It was on Netflix Instant for quite yeah. a while. I don't know if it still is or not. I have seen it. I don't know if you've seen it or not, Jay. But I haven't seen it yet. It's on my queue, okay. and I do want to see it. Yeah, it's it was a it was a good movie. I found it. It dragged in parts like it wasn't a lot of people had built it up that it was this amazing experience and eh, eh, it, it was a cool idea. And the I loved the ending and the sort of hints and illusions as to the, the, the monsters are very Lovecraftian and you don't right. see a whole lot of them. So it's very kind of it's very cool that way, which is what I when I heard he was going to be the director on Godzilla. And apparently this one is going to be very much in line with the original Japanese Godzilla like it is meant to be dark and devastation and not light-hearted adventure this is meant this is not a kids movie I get the impression this is meant to be much like the original Japanese film was you know I had the social subtext of being about the fact that they got their asses you know blown up uh, with Hiroshima and Nagasaki and that's ultimately what that movie was representative of not the one by the way the the americanized version with perry mason i meant the mm-hmm. original uh, this movie is supposed to be more in line with that which makes it so you're al- talking about you're talking about gojira yes gojira yes that one which is the which is the original yes. not the americanized version yes. like you said with apparently and apparently i get the impression they've got you know a lot of involvement from toho studios which obviously on the wow. rights to godzilla now the cast is awesome uh ken uh, i believe it's Wintanabe. He, oh. yeah, he went from uh, Batman Begins, I yeah. believe he was in. Yeah, and, yeah, he was in Inception. Um, Inception, yeah, that was the other one. And, I was uh, to, yep. Oh, God, what was that dumbass movie with Tom Cruise? And he was a uh, samurai. Thing. Oh, he, that's right, he was in The Last Samurai, wasn't he? I, 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 I like I liked that movie, shut up. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I can't get past anytime I see like a white guy playing a samurai. Well, he wasn't supposed to be. He wasn't supposed to actually be Japanese. He was supposed to be a white guy. I know, but Richard Burton playing in Shogun. Yeah, that to me was the that was just the end of it. That was the only one that was any good, and he know, was just. Do you know what I remember about Shogun, the book? It made an excellent doorstopper. <laughs> It was it was a long mini series. Yep. I remember that. <laughs> it also stars Juliette Binoche. Uh, she was in The English Patient. Okay, uh, more recently she was in Dan in Real Life, which actually was a pretty good movie with Steve Carell. I mean, she's a great actress. She's been in a crap ton of movies. It also yeah. has David uh, Strathairn. Mm. You know who he is right. Actually, he was in a movie that I loved as a kid. I haven't seen in years, and this would be a good forgotten flick. Sneakers. Did you ever see Sneakers? Oh, that was Emilio Estevez. Rob, well, Robert Redford. Yeah, but yeah. that was one where they were like, um, yeah, they were like uh, hackers and they would break hackers, it security yes. systems. Yeah, and Ben Kingsley was yes. in it. I freaking and, loved that movie. No, that was good. And David Strathairn, that's that's funny you bring him up because I was at, oh god, I was at like an aquarium over on the west coast of Florida. Yeah, this little aquarium. I think it actually might have been the Moat Marine Aquarium, which is where if any of you ever seen, um, what's the movie about Winter the Dolphin? Yes, A Dolphin's Tale. Dolphin's Tale. Yeah. And it had uh, Morgan Freeman in it, right? Mm-hmm. The actual aquarium is over there, and it's real small. It's very popular now since the movie, but they've got a little theater, and they've got this really small theater with, like, this really small movie about these people rescuing a dolphin, and it's supposed to be this you know, kind of environmental tale. I watch it, and I'm like, holy crap, I know who that guy is, like, one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. And I put his picture up on the, our Facebook page, uh, for the podcast, the forgotten Flicks podcast. And like within five minutes, I had like four people tell me who he was. And yep. so, and it was David straight there. And so, mm-hmm. um, I like him. Yeah. He's a great actor. Yeah. He's in it. And Brian Cranston of breaking bad, Malcolm in the middle. Oh yeah. Drive. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, the dad in mm-hmm. Malcolm in the middle, right? Yep, yep. 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 He is a fantastic actor. He is great. Yes. I, I love him. I haven't watched, I've probably watched about five episodes in season one of breaking bad. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like you don't have cable, but I know they're all on, um, Netflix and I want to catch up, but I really like him. He's a good, he's a good actor. Oh so. yeah. He's fantastic. Okay. So, so, so far oh, and Argo, which of course is one best picture. I forgot he was in that. I haven't seen that yet. So what about writing? Who's done? Actually, big, I'm going to have big. to look. I, I was going to write that down. And of course you freaking ask and I didn't write it down. Sorry. Okay. The story it's coming matters. Out 20, by the way, it's coming out 2014. So it's actually going to be a ways off, which means they're taking their time, which is actually, I think, a good thing. Yeah. Oh, my it's God. Like, although yeah. although I think I may have just found the thing that's going to make you go, oh, one of the Olsen twins is in it. Shut <laughs> Well, oh, wait, you know a... what? All oh, right, hold on. Ready, everybody, get ready to laugh at me. She's not an Olsen twin. <laughs> I was gonna say there's only one Olsen. No, they, no. They just have doppelgangers. Yeah, no. I, 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 I just saw the name. Uh, her name's Elizabeth Olsen. I can't remember what the Olsen twins' names were. And uh, it's Mary Kate and Ashley. Oh, see, I totally had forgotten that. Oh, I wonder why. Because <laughs> I thankfully avoided that show like the plague. That and Wings. Show, they did like 50 Dude. movies well, yeah. direct to video. Really, Jason? And you know this because... I only have 42 of them. Shut up. <laughs> you were the creepy guy in the video story. Hey, you got the new Mary Kate and What's Her Nuts movie? No, but from a distance, this girl actually kind of had... Well, although she's not nearly as... Let's just say haggard. Worn in. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Gaunt. So... 
Yeah, no, she was actually in a uh, movie called Silent House. And she other. related to him? I don't know. And I'm not going to bother looking at her trivia right now because I don't care. So I'm going to, but other, but actually even, even she then, because she is no longer an Olsen twin. Maybe she's a triplet. Maybe they're really triplets. Oh, in the womb, and in the womb, they tried to eat her. And then do they switch places with their parents to see if they can they tell the like They talk alike. Oh, wait, that's Lindsay. Oh, wait, that, wait, that was Patty Duke. Oh. No, I was thinking of, of uh, Haley Mills in Parent Trap. Oh, yeah, that's right. I used to love that movie. I did too. I watched that movie over and over again. My dad actually met her when he was on Crete during uh during Nam. <laughs> during during WWI oh wait, sorry, Nam. So who is the writer? I am Who's looking the writers of Godzilla. Godzilla is uh, uh, Frank Darabont and others. Holy crap. Wait, Frank Darabont is actually one of the writers of the new Godzilla movie? He was I, I think he must have doctored it. The original writer is Max Borenstein. Who sound familiar? In 2003, did a movie called Sword Swallowers and Thin Men. <laughs> I kind of like that. Um, he did a movie in 2013 with Miss Julianne Moore called The Seventh Son, which is an adventure family fantasy kind of flick. Okay. Jeff Bridges was in it. Huh? Oh, it comes out October 2013, hence why we don't know anything about it because it ain't out yet. So he, okay. he's apparently new on the scene, it looks like. He has, but Frank Darabont is pretty big. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that... And they also have David, uh, David S. Goyer, who's written a lot of great movies. Dark Knight, Batman mm-hmm. Begins, Dark Knight Rises, etc. Et oh, yep. He also did Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Gotcha. Yeah. So it, it's it's got a couple writers on it, but they're all appear to be decent. Hmm. And the, the plot is a little outside outside the norm. A giant radioactive monster called Godzilla awakens from eons of sleep and attacks a city. <laughs> so, good news, Jay. It's just like the so book. So, it's a little bit, See, it's we a little bit ended different the podcast. than the book. Wait, we should have ended the podcast with that. It's just like the book. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the book. Oh, I forgot. Whoops, <laughs> Freudian slip. Thanks for listening to Off Script. <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> Yes. Wow. Okay. Now you just made my movie for 2014. So. There you go. So there's your movie you go see. Now the only other thing I wanted to mention, you have you had something else, right? I had one other little we, thing. We have we are we are uh, we're at 53. So do you want to do our okay. ADD top 10 soon? Well, uh, you got anything else? I did have one other thing I wanted to mention. Yes. Yeah. Then let's go ahead and do the other things. <laughs> <laughs> I have the ADD top 10 ready. It'll okay. take two minutes. Okay. So. Okay. We'll, we'll keep going. Okay. So are you going to talk or am I talking? Uh, you talk because your thing's going to be stupid. Mine's going to be fun. Right. So another reboot. This one I'm actually intrigued by mainly because of the people they're getting and the the way they're setting it up. They are rebooting Vacation as in National Lampoons. Oh! Now wait. If they had said Chevy Chase was going to be in it and Beverly D'Angelo, God bless her, back in the day... Today, not so much. And not because oh, well. she aged, but because she tried uh-huh. to defy it with Captain Plastic. <laughs> what I want to say is, though, in va- the, the reboot for Vacation is going to be his son, Rusty, as an adult with a family. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, he's got a beautiful blonde wife who kind of... I don't know if she'll be like Beverly Angelo or she's going to be a little tougher than that because she was always very... She kind of played it like, oh, I'm just a blonde, but she was actually very smart, far smarter than Clark. And yes. she was she just, just humored him. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Different type of, uh, different type of uh, act, uh, 
persona, I guess you could say. The people okay. they've got playing the parts, though, I kind of love. Now, somebody made a point if they had done Anthony Michael Hall returning as Rusty, that would have been all kinds of kick ass, but they didn't go there. Oh, I know, on. I know, I know. But uh, Ed Helms, if you're familiar with Ed, The Hangover or The Office, on The Office, he plays Andy Bernard. Okay, wait. Who's, who does he play? On The Office, he's Andy Bernard. No, no, oh, no, he's, no. He's Rusty. So it's going to literally, it's going to be like a 40 year old, like basically he is Clark now. It's going to be like, we fast forwarded, I'm guessing years into the future. Although, well, yeah, no, he'd be, because if you go based on the timeline of the original movies, this doesn't, of course the timeline never worked for Rusty anyway. He went from in vacation, he's like 13 or 14 European. He jumps up to maybe what, 16. And then suddenly in Christmas, he's like Johnny Galecki. I know Johnny Galecki is not a huge guy, but he's got to be like 12, maybe 13 of that. And then we go back to Ethan Embry in Vegas vacation in 97 and we're back up to like 16 ish. Oh, don't you don't be a contrary just to be a contrarian. Shut up. Now, we got to go play his wife. I'm not excited about Ed Helms. Really? I think he could do it. The main character. No, I uh, no. You don't think so? No, I, I, I think he's funny as the character he plays. I just don't see that character. So who do you see? So who do you see like? Steve Carell or somebody? No, no, because that's that's too. Although I would argue Michael Scott and Clark Griswold are very similar. They're similar, just yeah, they are. They are kind of similar. Although yeah, Carell's kind of done that. Yeah, I don't character. think I don't think he would do it. I'm just saying that I could see him doing yeah. that type of part. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to completely poo poo it. So okay, well, the one it, that I, I'm more excited about who's going to be the sort of replacement for. His wife. Okay. Christina Applegate. Oh, now I'm interested. Yes. (laughs) For a variety of reasons. And and she's a fantastic comedic actress. And for her to get, she's picky. Like, I get the impression she's picky about what she gets. I mean, she she bailed on this. The show was doing, I, I thought it was doing relatively well, the Up All Night. But they did, they wanted to do these kind of ridiculous changes. Like, they wanted to have, like, canned laughter cues like old style oh, sitcom these uh, comedy yeah. sitcoms, and, and she's yeah. like and scene i'm done so <laughs> so so she definitely has standards it seems i love i i think she's the yes. stuff i've seen her in i think she's and i think her in that role against him could work because i because it's sort of like how she was in anchorman against will ferrell yeah. like i could see her doing now will ferrell actually wouldn't be bad as clark griswold type carol but see i it's supposed to be I'd rusty, be more though. I'm excited about that, actually. Now, if they were going to redo it with a Clark Griswold, like it was meant to be a true remake, I would say Will Ferrell. Yeah, see, I'll, I'll give you that. Okay, I won't completely poo-poo Ed Helms because it, it's he's a different... Rusty. He's playing the kid. Right. right. So... Now, will Clark... Uh, do you think Clark's going to show up as, like, the grandpa? Oh, that would be... That would actually be kind of and funny. And the other thing what, is, I really hope... When are they supposed to be released? Um, if this is one of those, like, they're, they just... I. I don't know how much of this is rumor versus they just got her to agree to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very early. Could unravel next at any point. Like I would say probably at the earliest next year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That works. Now, now the thing that would intrigue me is, will it be because obviously Helms has done the hangover movies, which are hard R comedies and comedy. It seemed like for a while there, like all the vacation movies got, you know, softer and softer, less offensive, less yeah. offensive. Will they go back to more of the R-rated, yeah. what the original was? 
Yeah. Now, keeping in mind the couple factors that will not be in play here that I know of, unless they could get Harold. Now, if they get Harold Ramis back to direct, meh. of course he did year one, and he did analyze this. No, analyze that. Which one was the sequel that was horrible? Analyze this is the original, right? That one's good. Analyze that is horrible. Yes. <laughs> but in year one, which is, ugh, and I'm sorry if you liked it. I think we have a couple people in our audience <laughs> that do. I apologize. Uh, God no. Okay, so can I? Yes. Can I stick a pin in your bubble for a second? Sure. Well, you were just talking that last minute. I looked up the vacation 2014. What? There are two directors yes. listed in IMDb. Yes. John Francis Daly. What? As in the guy who plays Sweets on Bones? Yes. He directed, hold on, stand by. He has directed two shorts hmm. and he's going to direct vacation. Actually, he was you know in, what? I don't hate that. Um, and then the other guy and geeks. is Jonathan Goldstein. The name who, sounds familiar, but I can't place what he's done. Uh, he's only, he hasn't the same, same guy he hasn't directed anything else, but he's been on horrible bosses, the incredible Burt Wonderstone, which just came out and he produced, uh, the new adventures of old Christine. Is it Jonathan as in J O N or J O H N J O N. Jonathan Goldstein, and he uh, see, acted in two titles. He was in The Incredible Burt Wonderstone. He was a writer for a lot. He wrote Horrible Bosses, Audio Tour, New Adventures of Old Christine. Nope, still don't recognize him. Yeah, now, they're uh, both nobodies. But, but, so, but, 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 not only nobodies. They haven't done any big budget but stuff. But here's the thing. Harold Ramis, prior to directing Vacation... Uh, he had done, I know he'd done comedy, keeping comedy troops and things like that. I'm trying to think, was he, he wasn't on Saturday Night Live. Was he on SCTV? He wasn't on SCTV either, was he? Was he like a groundling? I think he may have been like a groundling. Was I know he? he was involved in like the, the comedy scene big time. But Vacation yeah. was his debut, I'm pretty sure. The director debut? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I looked that up, but I'm pretty sure Ramis' first film was Vacation. Yeah, because I think he was on SCTV. And then SC Cat SCTV is the Canada one, right? Yeah, SCTV. Well, that was, yeah, that was yeah. Candy and Eugene Levy. Yes, and, he was on SCTV. Was he I on know SCTV? Okay, okay. Yeah, I know he was on that, and yeah. I think. No, wait! Didn't Ramis do? He did Caddyshack, but I think that came after Vacation. They're very no. Yeah, right. No, Caddyshack was eighty. Well, so it was um no. You're right. I apologize, Caddyshack. You're right. I stand corrected. Caddyshack was first. Eighty three is Vacation. I was thinking eighty. I don't know why I was thinking eighty. For, no, for Vacation. Yeah, vacation was eighty three. Yeah. Yeah. So Caddyshack was his debut. Vacation was uh, actually yes. Vacation was his second film, right? Right. right. Okay. Yes. Sense. Yes. Still, you know, it, the point is, if it's a brand new person with no, you know, no major credits, but has done good comedy stuff, then that could turn out to be really. Yeah. Good. I mean, I, I, I do not. Uh, it's if it's someone's first film, I'm not going to play the oh come on. No, they've no, got a kid. Like, like when I realized the people that were behind Die Hard Five, that's when my heart sank because they had a track record that I could go yeah. on. It's much more <sighs> depressing. When it's someone you know has a track record, so... Yeah, well, then you know what you're getting into a little better, I guess. Yeah, so... At least you can be somewhat hopeful with, uh, with a newbie. So, yes. This is a good transition for you me. You think so? It is. Because I'm going to present a trailer for a director who has directed nothing else... Okay. ...but this film. Okay. So, last week we did Trailer Trash, and we talked about some trailers that we saw of upcoming films, and we we're going to periodically keep going back and forth between trailers that we see of movies coming out, uh, either big budget or 
you know, maybe Independence or even some of the older films. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk about a film that one of our listeners, okay. Kevin B., uh, recommended that we see. Okay. So uh, we know Kevin is kind of the eclectic film lover. Mm-hmm. So I watched the- I watched the trailer, mm-hmm. and you know I'm a huge fan of anything that is killer, anything from outer space. Of course, right? Who isn't Jason? Oh, who isn't? Who isn't? Who the fuck isn't? Exactly. Add in, add in, killer schoolgirls from outer space. Ah, that just pushes it to a whole nother you know, level. It pushes it to the level of classy. Classy. I like classy. Well, they're um, schoolgirls, so it makes sense. It is. They have ties on. Mm-hmm. They have ties. So my recommendation to you all is please go out and look for the trailer for Killer School Girls from Outer Space. If you don't want to look for it on YouTube, you can actually find it on our Facebook group because uh, it's posted there. Um, I want to class this up one extra level. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. So the girls in this are supposed to be these aliens mm-hmm. that are coming down to cleanse the Earth of humans. Mm. The alien overlord, which all the hot schoolgirls in Catholic uniforms with ties, yeah, they refer to him as father. Hmm. Nothing Freudian here. Continue. Nothing at all. Nothing creepy. Nothing gross. Father is played by the one, the only, Ron Jeremy. Yikes. And this is not a triple X film. This is a, you know, a, a mm. full on. Uh, this is his, uh, the director is Alexander Shoemake. I'm not going to judge the film. I haven't seen it yet. You know this what? Only hold on one second. Tutorial. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. What, what is it? Do you read the title again? Killer Schoolgirls from Outer Space. Schoolgirls from, I want to see. Wrote- Directed and was the cinematographer. Well, of course. <laughs> so, um, hold that thought. Yeah. Um, it does star a couple of people who. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I was thinking he was somebody else. Never mind. Ron Jeremy? No, I know who he is. Oh, you're thinking Alexander Shoemake? Yes. Oh, no. Um, nothing, no other credits anyway. Yeah, Ron Jeremy, for those of you who don't know, Please, please uh, look him up. Yeah. Make sure please, you're not wait, wait, no, wait, wait. Please Google image him with the explicit <laughs> filter off. No, no, don't. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he's At probably. Work. I'm kidding. I kid. He's probably the most well known porn actor of the last 30 years. Well, so. mainly because he's one of the few that came out of the 70s and is still alive. Let's start there. <laughs> Second, because you look at him and go, really? Okay, but you've got to say something for someone who has done a porn version of Taxi Driver, Rocky, Scream. What was the title of the Taxi Driver? <laughs> um, taxi Driver Triple X. Right? Oh, that's weak. You could this call it like Backseat Driver or... Hold on. This ain't Ghostbusters. <laughs> X, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Nice. Justice League of Porn Star Heroes. Nice. And My favorites. Wait, wait. Let's what? not forget, not the Brady's. 
No, I I remember reading one time somebody had a list of I I don't know if these were actual names of porn movies or if they were just sort of someone's wish (laughs) that somebody would go there. And what it was is they took all these mainstream movies and adapted them. So some were like it's it was forced gulp. Uh, one was on Golden Blonde, but I'm pretty sure that one was real, or at least I've heard that one before. My personal favorite, while you were sleeping, dot, 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 but I wiped you off afterwards. <laughs> that one's my favorite. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so just for shits and giggles. Yes. Um, Definitely go to Ron Jeremy's filmography. Oh, yeah, for shit. Most of them no, literally, are, you might actually see shits and giggles. He's not kidding. It's pretty much the same thing you're thinking. It's all about poultry guy. Oh, no, he was in Poultry Guys. Night yeah, that's the a Chicken trauma Day. film, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, they're all pretty much like that. But, you know, hey, I'll give the guy credit. He's got like 1,300 film credits as an actor. Wow. He has 1,323 film credits as an actor. And let me give you this, my friend. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of them are yet to come out. They are in post-production or filming. Mm. So including I'm sorry. Werewolves in Heat. Wow. That's coming out in 2014. Oh, something to look forward to, kids. So, Jay. <laughs> oh, good God. Are you Woo! ready to uh, get your uh, ADD top 10 on? I am ready. Okay. We have a bumper? Yeah, I just played it. Didn't you hear it? <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Oh, oh that's good. Mm-hmm. So. So for those of you who don't know, um, we have a segment that we play every so often called the ADD Top 10. And for those of you who are not in the medical realm, (laughs) ADD is the Attention Deficit Disorder, or more commonly known as ADHD, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. And actually, they're two different things, smartass. Or (laughs) disorder something. Who knows? The point being, we wanted to come up with something that neither of us could stay on topic long enough to complete a list because we can't stay on topic to save our damn lives. And we asked our listeners to submit topics that we would have to come up with top 10 of that list. So something that's a list of 10 things. We have Mm -hmm. three minutes to come up with 10 items on that list. All right. And uh, can we cheat? Uh, no. Why not? Here's the deal. I am going to randomly select the topic. Okay. We will not have prepared for it. Okay. And I'm going to ask that we just, no IMDb, no internet, no none of that stuff. We just kind of come up with 10 items for this, this topic um, and then try and fill 10 items in that now you say well, real quick. I want to clarify. You say ten items, so that can be literally anything. So if say the topic is blondes in Hollywood, and I could say okay, ten items, ten items, bowling pin, ski. Um, Those aren't blonde. 
No, no, you just said 10 items. You didn't say they had to be related, related to the topic. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify. You said 10 it'll items. Take, like, it'll take us 10 minutes to get past the introduction. <laughs> so, okay, I got you. Um, so we try and come hey, what up with was the name of that game show where you actually had to shop. Do you remember that? Do you remember that show? Yes. What? What the hell was that? It just popped in my head because you said the 10 items. I think I know 10 items or less. And then yes, see, this and is how my brain works. To try and come up with a certain dollar yeah, amount. Like, yeah, they would, yeah, they would run around. They out. had like a team and they were like, oh, go, go, go back and down that up. Like whoever got the most, yeah, the highest bill. For or something. one, one like a shopping spree. Yes, yeah, something like that. Do you remember that? Oh, was it shop to you drop? No, I don't think so. Okay, well, um, we're far too lazy to Google this right now, people. So, what's that? I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about. I'll look it up later. Okay. So, <laughs> yes. So we're gonna pull this random item. We have three minutes to come up with this. I will be the gatekeeper as far as I've got the time, hmm. and I will track what you, uh, what we both come up with for a list. <laughs> what I've you? Got. What was that? <laughs> you and I. Come up with eight, not come up with two. Did did we give him any criteria? Because as I've said before, my knowledge base is very narrow. <laughs> yes. So I asked folks uh, who are listeners to please come up with um, a list of top ten items that relate to film, movies, and something of that nature. So I filtered. Oh, good, good, good. Stuff. I'm glad you kept it narrow. Thanks, Jay. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> I, I filtered through a kind of there are a couple that were way out there that we wouldn't be able to do, but uh, I cut out some, we've got a good list of them. Um, so we're kind of, trust me. Mm. You have to trust me. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. You ready? <laughs> yep. Okay. So I've got the hat. I'm shaking. Listen. Okay. It pretty much sounds like you're diddling <laughs> yourself. I can't tell what that is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's something okay. wrong with your paper, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> that one was my cheek. Okay, ready? Got it. Okay, this one is from Dave Umricht. Oh boy, one of the listeners from uh, Forgotten Flicks. Yes, he's yeah, he's written quite a bit, of, quite a few amazing things too for yep. us. Yeah, uh, has written some fantastic stuff. Has he a, better have has... a good list. God, this is gonna be hard. He's a smart <laughs> no. dude who knows a crap ton about movies. I'm effed. Go ahead. He had a lot. He had a lot. So no, no. Uh, Chant, did you uh, did you go through all of them and basically pick the one that would apply to the dumbest person? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this one, all right, is mm-hmm. top ten movie deaths mm. that would be your preferred way to go. Oh well, that's subjective though, isn't it? That's fine. Okay. Okay. So uh, on your mark, mm-hmm. get set, go. Basic instinct to the beginning. <laughs> Wait, how does? Uh, ice pick uh, while being ridden. Uh, let's oh, see. Oh God, was that? Um, <laughs> yep. Oh, shush. Be quiet. Friday Thirteenth Part Two. Um, the, you have to tell the uh, death. Bump, bump and uglies spear through both bodies. <laughs> oh, that was good. I'll yes. give you that one. Okay. Uh, so Bay that's, of that's Blood, two. which many people accuse Friday Thirteenth of ripping off, has a similar death scene. So that's a twofer. I'm, I'm counting. That's that's three. Hey, what was that? I didn't hear it. Bay of Blood. Also known as Twitch of the Death Nerve, has a similar death as in Friday Thirteenth Part Two, because Friday Thirteenth Part Two's death was ripping it off with the whole something going through him as they're doing bumping uglies. So you're pretty much going to come with a list of bumping uglies. Yeah, I, I thought I might get to make it a little more difficult. Okay, let's see uh, more great death sequence. I'm up to three, right? Yeah, hmm. you're up to three. Try to find one. 
Your preferred way to go. Preferred way. Yes. Preferred. Well, I mean, it doesn't count. I'm trying to think of a movie. Okay, Citizen Kane, the beginning. Rosebud. Drop the that snowball. That was a tortured way to go. Wait, he dies. He, was, he just goes into these. Ah, done. Yeah, but he was terribly. That's in, four. Emotional that's four. anguish. F you. That's four. Oh, that was uh, awful. Four is a suck ass one. Keep okay, going. four. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. Oh, psycho in the shower. Booyah. Wait, you want? I want to be, be Norman. A, oh, well, a that doesn't count. Wait, 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 no, 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 no. I wanted to be Norman. I wanted to be Norman. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. You're not dying. Uh, never killing. mind. I want to be Norman. Never mind. Okay, we'll so backtrack. On a side note, we'll list that with ways you want to kill women. <laughs> Got it? Oh, Pet Cemetery. The end. The way he, you know, he's kissing her. Because... Oh, that's that was Tasha, so nasty. That's, that's okay. Tasha Yar from Next yeah. Generation, buddy. Can I can I add one? What? Um, pet cemetery. The way the kid goes. That's how you want to go. Yeah, he's chasing a kite. He's not paying attention. Wham! <laughs> it would be pretty quick. <laughs> it's horrible. So done. So there's six. Okay, Keep six. Going. Pet cemetery two. Drill to the head. <sighs> Is that good? Nah, really. I'll pick a different one. Uh, okay, I'll give it seven. Okay, that's seven. Yep. What? what how many? How much time we got ooh, left on the ooh, clock? Oh, um, um, I want one. Does it count? Terminator and T two when he goes into the lava? No, because he's not I alive. Technically, he's not alive. Down. Technically, huh? He's well, not he alive. Was. He's a robot. Living flesh covering yeah, a metal okay, and flesh is, He's a cyber. He doesn't count. He said, "How Okay, I tell you why it doesn't count because he said I had to die that way. I he said, had, I, listen, you bastard. He said, me, how do I want to die? I don't want to be a cyborg. Uh, I, I want to die that way with my thumb up going down okay, in molten metal. Fine. What is it, eight? That's, that was eight. Okay, it was eight. Jesus Christ. Oh. What? Sorry. Time is up. You suck. <laughs> that was eight. <laughs> wow, three don't minutes goes way Don't tell Bill. <laughs> all right so our new record uh our first record that we have to try and beat is getting to eight so what happens <laughs> if we beat that like the next seven. i don't remember if we got seven or eight. See, I, I wouldn't count t2 i would say that we were seven all right and so the we're drill seven. is debatable i say six <sighs> all right drill sucked um we're up to six and what we're going to try and do it was is see clancy brown get, though so that's kind of awesome you know, we can see if we can get uh um I'm going to throw in for honorable mention the chick that dies in Evil Dead out in the woods, the whole root thing. Because really, know. that's honorable mention. <laughs> what would you give? What honorable mention? Yes. Pretty much my spear while you're bumping uglies. I would have gotten the honorable. <laughs> no, mention. that was one through three. <laughs> so. <sighs> yeah, actually, yeah, that's true. I could have just won this whole thing. I just said like every teenager in a Friday Thirteenth movie because it's directly yeah. after you get laid. Um, Friday the 13th, part one through 10. There you go. <laughs> Kevin Bacon, arrow through the neck, <laughs> right after he got diddled. Yeah, true. True. <laughs> yep. Good stuff, oh. Jay. So, do you um, right. do you want to, uh, do you think we should maybe hit them with the pre-canned knowledge? <laughs> Cue the pre-canned knowledge. For more Offscript action, go to offscriptpodcast.com. Join our Facebook group or follow us on Twitter at, at offscriptcast. 
More importantly, don't forget to check us out on iTunes and leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the higher we rate. The higher we rate, the more listeners we get. The more listeners we get, the more reviews we'll get. It's a vicious cycle. If you have any questions or comments, keep them to your damn self. If you have a guest for the CND Theater or a suggestion for the ADD Top 10, email us. That is all. And it's been cued. One <laughs> other side note, isn't it interesting at the beginning of the show, we have the little, the, you know, the following podcast, that little thing... <laughs> For mature audiences, really, I think mature. I need to edit that down. Andy says, "What's that?" Right, yeah, mature. yeah, mature. <laughs> so, any final uh, words? Final resting pieces? Something you feel you must get off your chest? <laughs> um, I have a feeling the show is going to start to stretch in length as forgotten <laughs> flicks did. That's, that's how you make it get bigger. That's what they told me. <laughs> um, no, but I got to say that, uh, uh, the more we talk about this, the more we do the show, the more I love it. So, um, that didn't take a long, wait you, for the next God, one. you're easy. <laughs> yes. Speaking of easy, Jay, after easy. this, you want to uh, get together and, um, I don't know. Yeah. Go to huh? a, go to a dead man's party. Yeah.